Thank you for joining me for the Coal Mine Podcast. This is David Cole from Dallas, Texas, and it's the beginning of 2024. In this episode, I revisit a high-profile abortion case resolved by the Texas Supreme Court in mid-December of 2023. During the brief time the case was before that court, it issued an administrative stay against further enforcement of the relevant court order. In this episode, I consider the history of the administrative stay idea in federal court, where that concept originated and is reasonably well-developed, and then examine how well that federal court concept transfers into the Texas state court system. Kate Cox's high-profile abortion case reached the Supreme Court of Texas on December 7, 2023. She had obtained a temporary restraining order from a Travis County trial court that barred enforcement of Texas's anti-abortion laws against her health care providers for 14 days. During that time, she argued that she had the legal right to obtain an abortion within the state of Texas. The Texas Attorney General sought immediate review by the state Supreme Court, and the day after that request was filed, the court issued what it called an administrative stay, effectively blocking Court Cox's abortion approval by a lower court until further briefing had been received by the Supreme Court on the issue of an interim stay during the pendency of that appeal. That ruling sounds authoritative, but in fact, Texas court rules don't refer to anything by the name of administrative stay. The Supreme Court's discovery of an administrative stay in the rules of appellate procedure may prove to be the most surprising legal legacy of the Cox case, and it's a legacy that must be applied cautiously to not disturb the careful balance in the Texas judiciary under our state's constitution between the Supreme Court and the trial courts that make up the overall court system. The concept of an administrative stay comes from the federal courts. Here, I acknowledge the excellent work of Professor Rachel Bayefsky of the University of Virginia School of Law, who wrote a comprehensive article in the Notre Dame Law Review in 2022 about administrative stays and their increasing use throughout the federal court system. The basics are straightforward enough. When a case is first taken up on appeal, both the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit, that's the federal appellate court that includes Texas within its jurisdiction, and the U.S. Supreme Court, as well as other federal appellate courts around the country, often issue an immediate order before any briefing is received that sets the rules for the first few days of a case. That typically happens when there is an injunction at issue as opposed to a dispute about money damages. One example comes from the recent case about buoys placed by the Texas state government in the Rio Grande to deter illegal entry into the United States. When the Fifth Circuit first received that case, it issued an administrative stay, letting the buoys remain in place until the parties submitted further briefs, both about the merits of the case and the related question whether the initial stay should continue for the rest of the appeal. No rule of procedure expressly authorizes a federal court to grant an administrative stay except in certain cases under specific federal statutes. Professor Bayevsky in her article carefully reviewed the history and sources of power for the federal courts in this area. Generally speaking, the power to grant an appellate stay and thus an administrative stay flows generally from a federal law called the All Writs Act. It confers broad power on federal judges to grant a wide range of traditionally available orders, and then that concept is combined with the general idea that the federal courts have inherent power to control their dockets. In other words, the term administrative is a label that has become attached over time to certain kinds of stay orders issued early in a case by a federal court pursuant to its inherent power and authority under the All Writs Act. 
The term otherwise has no particular legal or doctrinal significance. It's simply a convenient reference to a certain procedural stage of a case and a certain exercise of the federal court's general regulatory power in that context. The Texas Supreme Court has now adopted that term. It may or may not be for the first time. My review of the legal research database Westlaw showed no prior use of the phrase administrative stay in a published opinion by that court. Since expressing my views about this in an op-ed in the Dallas paper in mid-December, I've learned that the court has granted other administrative stays in recent memory that didn't come up in my search because those are unpublished orders rather than published opinions. Suffice to say, it's something that has not gotten the scrutiny of a published opinion up until the present time. That's not really a coincidence. Federal courts are defined by the Federal Judiciary Act of 1789 and the United States Constitution, ratified around that same time. Texas courts, however, are defined by a very different constitution, enacted at the end of Reconstruction in 1876, that significantly limits the power of central state government as compared to local governments. That includes the courts. For example, unlike every other state but one, Oklahoma, the Texas Constitution divides the Supreme Court in half. Texas has one top court for civil cases, that's the Texas Supreme Court, and another for criminal cases, the Court of Criminal Appeals. The state constitution also has a unique provision that denies the Supreme Court jurisdiction on all questions of fact resolved by lower courts. Review of the rules shows that there is Texas Rule of Appellate Procedure 52.10b, titled Grant of Temporary Relief. It can be found in the rules of procedure that deal with what are called petitions for a writ of mandamus, and that's the specific type of case begun by the Texas Attorney General in the Cox case, a petition seeking a writ of mandamus. So the mandamus rules are the right place to look for sources of authority to grant interim orders for the state Supreme Court in that setting. But what that rule says doesn't really settle the question. It says in relevant part, the court on motion of any party or on its own initiative may without notice grant any just relief pending the court's action on the petition. That's pretty broad. And the rule continues in that vein, unless vacated or modified, an order granting temporary relief is effective until the case is finally decided. The next subpart says, any party may move the court at any time to reconsider a grant of temporary relief. That's obviously a broad grant of authority in the rules. Of course, as a court rule of procedure, it's subordinate to the structure set up in our state constitution. And the broad language of that rule just has to be taken with a grain of salt. It's certainly fair to read it as an acknowledgement in the rules that the state's top civil court needs latitude and discretion to deal with emergency filings. Most writs of mandamus petitions do involve something that requires prompt judicial intervention. But to be fair, the broad language of that rule can't be read as a general grant of authority to just do whatever. It's a general statement, but that general statement has to be read in the context of the specific structure and specific terms of state government generally. To summarize then, while the Texas Supreme Court plainly has the power to regulate its docket, made clear by the particular appellate rule about interim proceedings in mandamus cases, it's far from clear that the drafters of the 1876 Constitution intended for that court to instantly stay a trial court order without having received any briefing or argument from the party's counsel. The federal court concept of an administrative stay, defined by a federal statute and a distinctive and separate tradition about federal judicial power that predates by decades the creation of the Texas state judiciary, the concept has the potential to be an uneasy fit 
with the balance of power created by the state constitution of Texas within the state judicial branch. Going forward, the Supreme Court should use this tool with care to be sure its cautious use is respectful towards the broader structure of the Texas judicial branch of government. Today on Mind, I revisited a high-profile abortion case resolved by the Texas Supreme Court in mid-December of 2023. During the brief time that the case was before that court, it issued an administrative stay against further enforcement of the relevant court order. I considered the history of the administrative stay concept in federal court, where it is well-developed over several years, and how well that federal court concept maps over onto the structure of the Texas state courts under the state constitution of 1876. Upcoming episodes of Coal Mind will discuss the opinions that we can look forward to coming out as the terms end in 2024 for the Texas and United States Supreme Courts. If you enjoy such conversations, particularly if you like this episode, I encourage you to join other happy listeners and leave a kind five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I appreciate you listening, and I look forward to sharing with you again soon.